a very warm welcome to this morning's session. It's me, Sam, from Pombana Tech. If you don't know me, I am the development lead, uh, and the rest of our team are on the call. Um, Arnold is in the chat at the moment, um, and you probably know us both uh, better from TechSoup, uh, and I'm very delighted to have you all join us here this morning for um, this TechSoup Connect Southern Africa event. For those of you that are brand new to any of our events, please do introduce yourself in the chat box below. We would love to know which Southern Africa country are you based in, which nonprofit organization do you represent, and most importantly, throughout the call, please do post your questions um, or reach out to our support team in the chat box for anything and everything connected to TechSoup in Southern Africa. For the purposes of today, I am going to be talking about digital marketing trends, um, and insight management for nonprofits in Southern Africa. It is a hot topic at the moment. And for those of you that like to do some spring cleaning um, or you like to, to audit your accounts um, or get a fresh perspective as seasons change, this is a good time to start getting your social media and your digital marketing properties ready um, as we do that last stretch for year in fundraising and obviously going into 2022. So as mentioned, our support team is in the chat box. Please do say hello to them. Um, please let them know who you are, where you're from, and which nonprofit organization you are representing. Um, while you are doing that, uh, just a reminder that this is being recorded. We will be sending out um, an event wrap-up email for those of you that have registered on our TechSoup Connect uh, Southern Africa chapter online. Um, everything is free of charge, of course, for you to register, to receive our emails, and most importantly, to attend events like this. We are also live streaming on Facebook um, because some of our nonprofits that are sitting in some other countries, uh, they prefer to watch us on Facebook. So I said for this particular event, because it's such an important topic that we want to share with everybody, um, we will be live streaming. However, for those of you that are in the Zoom room with us, Good news is that you are going to participate with us after the call uh, with the Q&A session, which won't go through onto Facebook. So if you are watching us on Facebook, remember to register with us um, and you'll also be able to, to receive the free bonus download after the event. So I'm just going to add Di in very, very quickly so she can say hello to everybody in the chat and make her a co-host as well. And we are about to get started. So when it comes to digital marketing for your nonprofits um, in 2021 and going into 2022, a question I get asked so many times is, Sam, I have multiple audiences. Um, I need to figure out how to use my digital marketing platforms and my properties to speak to all of my audiences. And where should I be focusing my attention on as I planned for 2022? And obviously the COVID pandemic um, has uh, changed a lot of what we all do online. Um, I think all of you know that your remote working is different, your office might be different, and even your service offering. So your program delivery has changed and is different. And it's very important to note that your audiences that you are trying to talk to uh, through your digital marketing are probably different too. So I've used three columns or three pillars uh, for nonprofits, the, the three most requested um, to talk about and to ask questions about with digital marketing. And that would be your beneficiaries, your donors, and your stakeholders. And 
what we have seen in response to the pandemic is that you are nine times out of 10 going to find your beneficiaries interacting and engaging with each other or wanting to engage with your program a lot more on Facebook and in particular, Facebook groups. We've also seen an increase of WhatsApp groups, uh, be it open groups where anybody can join and anybody can chat. We've also seen an increase in nonprofits using a WhatsApp chatbot on their website to collect questions at all times of the day. Um, and also from global communities, you know, not just maybe uh, your beneficiaries that are wanting to connect with you in your region, might be at a national scale, might be at an international scale. In South Africa um, and a lot of our other Southern Africa countries, although not all of them, uh, we have seen an increase in beneficiaries using SMS communities um, to connect with each other and with your program. And then of course, one of my favorite are Twitter lists. So many beneficiaries are creating advocacy campaigns, which your nonprofit organization um, can talk about online or, or add some beneficial information to. Um, and much of this is centered around Twitter and more predominantly Twitter lists. Now with donors, what we have seen um, is we've seen the, the direct increase with LinkedIn inboxes. Um, a lot more CSI departments, a lot more um, international donor conversation happening through the online networking, which is your LinkedIn um, profile or your LinkedIn page. And much of, of the conversation is taking place on your LinkedIn inbox. We've also seen donors participate more in Facebook groups, uh, which is a very, very good um, note. And when I talk about these particular donors, I'm talking more about your individual givers and your individual donors. And you know, the very important thing to note about that, and if I can just remind everybody to please mute themselves, uh, Di and Arnold, if you can please mute everybody, um, just so that there's no feedback coming through on the sound. But very important to note is that uh, individual giving has increased um, you know, during the pandemic and many uh, nonprofit organizations have connected during lockdown with more individual givers through Facebook groups and Facebook geographical communities. So if you think about nonprofits maybe servicing um, you know, in, in animal rescue landscape, you might find a Facebook group which is you know, lost and found pets in Somerset West. Um, and so many nonprofits that are actively using that digital marketing tool so, engage so with around. So I wanted to ask, okay. can you send it to my email? Yes. Yes. If you, if you send it to my email, I'm at yeah. me. I'm there we go. Um, so just a reminder, please, for etiquette, please keep yourself muted. Please keep your camera off. Uh, it, it's, we don't need any feedback uh, during the presentation. Then the next place that your um, donors are engaging with you with digital marketing is, of course, your website, which we all know the importance of, and, of course, your email newsletter. Still an incredibly, incredibly powerful tool for nonprofit organizations. And then the last pillar, which often we overlook, and sometimes as nonprofits, we don't quite use our digital marketing to solidify stakeholder relationships. And I do encourage you to please look at this going forward, because as you will see, the stakeholder um, relationship opportunity for audiences is much longer than your beneficiaries and your donors. And the reason for that is, a stakeholder could potentially become a beneficiary 
or a donor or a stakeholder could deliver a beneficiary and a donor to your nonprofit at the same time. So we've seen with, uh, in response to the last year and a half, your stakeholders are typically anybody and everybody that serves or, or has a common interest with what your nonprofit does and your mission and your vision. And you'll find them in Facebook groups, WhatsApp groups, SMS communities, Twitter lists, LinkedIn boxes, you name it. And what's important to note is that your stakeholders on digital marketing and digital media, they will carry your message through. And it's important to note that a stakeholder online doesn't have to be somebody that officially partners with your nonprofit. A stakeholder could be somebody that appreciates your posts, they like and they share them, they might introduce your nonprofit online behind the scenes to their network um, and, and help facilitate some peer-to-peer -peer fundraising, but they may not necessarily uh, be the source of the direct cash donation or gifting kind donation. So it's very important to remember your, your online stakeholder relationships and those audiences. Now, trends, we've spoken about you know, your audience, where are they, what are they doing, how are they using the tools to communicate, but it's also very important to look at what should we look to, to 2020, um, and how has the pandemic and this mass approach onto the online world changed um, some of our own digital marketing practices, maybe how often we post, when we post, and most importantly, what we're posting. And I think the very, very important thing to note when it comes to pillar one on your screen, um, which is audience, and this is either your donor or your stakeholder or your beneficiary, is to know that things have changed. Your audiences are very reliant on the moment and actually very used to chatbots and automation. And I know that for many nonprofits, it can be scary. You might not know where to start. But it could be something as simple as setting an automated responder on your email through your Outlook to say, thank you for your mail. I'm currently out of the office. Please contact me in three days. Automation um, and chatbots could also be something as simple as your Facebook page, if you have one for your nonprofit. Setting up an auto reminder in Messenger, which Facebook can talk you through step-by-step, -step, free of charge to do, and you can provide insights to your audiences that are wanting to inbox you through Facebook, you can even set up a series of questions for um, the most asked questions about your service offering or your donation um, portals. Another huge trend when it comes to your audiences is that they prefer raw video content. And then by that, and by that I mean they want to see you go live um, without the filters, without the, the fancy graphics. They want to see that raw video content of you in action with your community. They want to see where their funds are going. Most importantly, they want to see more of your work in the community as opposed to you consistently asking them for donations. Of course, I'm sure you can all agree that uh, mobile is the future. You know, many nonprofits um, right back uh, when, when the COVID pandemic started, Many of you were forced into the situation where the only tool that you had to communicate with your communities was your mobile phone. When you were put into lockdown and you could not travel or you could not go to your office, those of you that are running independent servers and desktops in your, your organization, that was all closed off to you. 
And for a couple of weeks, the only way that you could communicate with your community was through mobile. And it's very important to note that your audience has probably gotten used to that. And so as much as what you might go back um, to, to the old way of doing things, maybe your audience is wanting to be very mobile focused and you need to adapt that into your strategy. Also a huge trend um, in the last year has been that donation portals must be easy and quick. Individual givers that are responding to your immediate request for support must be able to just click on a couple of buttons and a payment must be done. This could either be in the form of a credit card payment um, or a QR code that they scan, but you must set up your donation portals to be very quick, very easy. Um, and for those of you in South Africa, you'll be familiar with a company called Mr. Delivery. And I want you to think of that when it comes to your donation portal. Think of somebody that is hungry, they are willing to order their food, they've got the money to do it, they have their mobile phone, their address, and their card. They complete their transaction in a couple of steps, and then they sit and they wait, and then they receive their delivery. The same must be with your donation portals as a nonprofit. The second pillar of trends to look at are platforms, which is very, very important. You don't need to be on every single platform um, on social media, that is. You can perfect one platform at a time, and it's okay to do that. If you want to only focus on your donor audience and you believe that LinkedIn is the place to be, put all of your energy into that and start small with small obtainable goals and then start branching out either as your funds grow or as your team grows to then bring on other platforms. It's also very important to note that with each platform, video content is key. So select your platforms wisely, because if you are wanting to do a lot more video content, maybe you want to invest in YouTube as opposed to investing in Instagram TV. Maybe that's where your audience might be. And maybe the YouTube setup of video content sharing is going to be more beneficial to your organization overall than it would be if you set up Instagram TV, um, for example. Lastly, with platforms in terms of trends, peer-to-peer -peer platforms need attention from you. You must use your board to help you with this. Your board should be equipped and set up to assist your organization with fundraising. They're not just there for your overall governance or to make sure that everything gets done on a day-to-day -day, um, situation. You must be able to have a board that is digitally savvy, they're tech savvy, they understand that when your nonprofit page posts a story, get them to share it with their networks. And most importantly, get them to look at peer-to-peer -peer platforms and to assist your nonprofit. But just pay attention that if you are doing something like crowdfunding, um, or if your board is wanting to do a special appeal through their own social media, it's going to require a lot of content um, and a lot of attention, which you need to have a strategy and a plan for before you launch it. Third pillar on your screen is, of course, strategy. You've got your audience, you know which platform you want, and that's about 50% of your strategy. But you also need to plan for the types of posts that you'll be sharing out and what do you want to communicate and what is the message that you want to get out into this big global digital marketing audience. Again, you'll see with, with strategy, uh, you need to focus on raw video content. Um, and a really cool tool, which is available for all of you for free, is live streaming. 
Of course, you'll need to pay for your Wi-Fi or your data connection, um, and you might have to put some time aside to plan your events, but the tools are embedded into each social media platform to allow you to do something as simple as live streaming so that you don't have to pre-record a video, edit it, uh, put in graphics and so on, and then upload it, which can cost a lot more Wi-Fi and data in some territories as opposed to live streaming. Also, as a part of your strategy, um, as much as what they are free tools, which I'm going to share with you shortly, you do need to still make an investment. And this is where you might need to get your board on board with you. You might need something very basic like a smartphone that does have a good camera so that you can use it to create your live streams or take photos. Um, you might need to upgrade some of your software on your uh, internal computers to allow for you to download videos if you're not wanting to do live streaming, but you're wanting to pre-record. Um, and so you need to look at that strategy and budget accordingly. Um, and then most importantly, shop around. Um, get a couple of quotes and, and see what the market um, comparison is, if it's a microphone or a light or anything to do with your, um, your long-term video strategy creation tools. Of course, this is a trend that I think will never change, and you'll hear it from me every year, and that is email marketing is still valuable. It's still the leading form of digital marketing, and I do encourage all of you to have a look at your email plan. You don't need to rush this. You can start now and you can start setting yourself some goals. Um, do you need to maybe start an email newsletter? And if so, what is the purpose of your emails? If you already have an email newsletter in place, are you consistently sharing it out and getting people to join as subscribers? If people are joining you as subscribers and you're in South Africa, for example, have you got the Poppy Act? all sorted and everybody knows um, that you can't buy email lists or you can't just add people to email lists, for example. There's so many different um, components to email marketing that you do need to look at it from a strategy point of view. Um, and you do need to spend some time because once you have it set up correctly, it is one of the most valuable marketing tools for your nonprofit still today, regardless of a pandemic, regardless if social media platforms have decided to close down, Regardless of any of that, email marketing is still incredibly valuable, and I do urge you all to have a look at it going into 2022. And then lastly, stop asking your social media and your digital marketing audiences to give, rather start telling them your stories of impact. And while telling them your stories of impact, showing them the social change um, that you are facilitating in your community, showing them how your nonprofit works, where it works, why it works. While doing that, you will be able to ask for donations and support and increase partnerships, and you will be able to start setting up a good funnel of donations as well as resources for your nonprofit through your digital marketing um, means. So very important um, when it comes to insights. And a lot of this you're going to get from tools like Google Analytics. You're going to get it from your Facebook insights if you are very much on, on Facebook. If you use Twitter or Pinterest or Instagram or you name it, even your website. There are so many inside tools for you to use. And I would like you as nonprofits to replace the word insights with M&E. So anytime you see the word 
social media insights, marketing insights, website insights, which can be, you know, really overwhelming for us as nonprofits that are not possibly the marketers um, or the fundraisers. But anytime you see the word insights, replace that with M&E, because that's a language that we all talk. And you need to understand that when you are using your social media to promote your nonprofit offering um, and to talk to people about who you are and what you do, you must also make sure that you look at your M&E, you measure what's going on, and you then use that to set new goals and change your strategy if need be. So again, your inside tools are free of charge and they do require some setup though. Um, so please take your time with it. Um, but it is something that you can upskill yourself with and you can teach yourself about either through um, tutorials on each social media platform, which they provide free of charge, or just do a Google search or a YouTube search to find other people detailing how to use the insights, or in this case, the M&E tools for your online social media. So big trends coming in from insights, and these are not just from our insights that you see on screen, um, but it's also from all the other social media marketing workshops I've hosted in the last year, and feedback from our Southern, Africa, Southern African nonprofit community. Your audience has changed in the last year, just like you have and just like I have. I'm sure many of you note um, that most of us are feeling a lot more stressed. Um, we've got a lot more work to do. We're feeling a lot more frustration. We're feeling a lot more sadness. Many of us are either having to deal with, not with our work caps on, but with our personal caps on, death in our families, death in our communities. We're having to deal with trauma of, you know, people that we love maybe losing their jobs um, or not being able to get back to this normal way of life that we were accustomed to. Many of us are parents and we're having to deal with homeschooling and school changes and school closes. Um, if you're in South Africa, uh, many of your nonprofits um, in Gauteng and, and KwaZulu-Natal were negatively impacted in the last um, month. So we've got a lot going on. And it's important to know that if we have a lot going on, our online audiences have a lot going on too, because they're in this pandemic with us. And maybe, you know, they want to help us, but maybe financially they can no longer afford to help us. So how do we change our social media marketing? How do we change our digital marketing through our website blogs, our email newsletters to factor that in? And what can we as nonprofits do to find out which audience members have changed? It's also important to note that some of our audiences may have unique and new needs. Maybe some of your individual donors that have supported you up until the past year and a half have now become your beneficiaries. Maybe your stakeholders, your board members, your partners, they no longer can give you little bits of funding. They now are giving you much bigger funding, but now they're piling on a lot more work and a lot more reporting. It's also important to note that with everybody going through this, they don't want to be sold to. Adding on that extra element of please give, please give, um, you know, the consistent asking might not be something that they are ready to receive through their social media by following you. So maybe change your style, change your posting tone and change your message. It's also important to note that you must understand the T's and C's of the platforms that you are using. If you have selected your platforms wisely, as in the, the, the previous slide, 
and you've decided to only focus on a smaller amount of platforms while you start getting your strategy in place, it's important to note that maybe you can't do certain things on a certain platform like you might have been able to do two years ago. And again, the T's and C's um, are available for each social media platform free of charge, which you can Google, um, or you can have a look at, for example, if you're on Facebook, you can go to facebook.com forward slash community or support or safety. Um, and you can find ways to figure out how has the platform changed? What's new? And what should I be looking at uh, in terms of my strategy? Most important for nonprofits is to please emulate what you're seeing online and don't copy. So if you see a nonprofit in your landscape that is doing something amazing on social media, don't copy their campaign thinking that you'll bring in all their audience, rather emulate it. So take certain pieces of it, use that as a teaching or a guidance tool and then adapt it and change it to make it your own and something that fits your nonprofit online. Also, if there is a nonprofit um, that is doing something in your community that you can collaborate with, share it out there. Let's give each other's nonprofits that online love um, and that online boost to share each other's programs out to our audiences. I promise you, your donors are not going to run to your competitor. Um, they're actually going to see you as a more solidified um, partner in this community because you're willing to share the work that other people are doing. Third thing to consider um, as you go into 2022 and you're planning for the rest of this year is your strategy. As mentioned before, you must always have a strategy in place because it helps you obtain your goals but it also helps the rest of your team know where your nonprofit is going online, what the message is, um, and how they can help you, and especially with your peer-to-peer -peer fundraising campaigns. Very important is strategies are not designed overnight. I might get you all excited now to start a new social media platform and to, to get into your planning mode, but please don't feel overwhelmed or defeated if in three days' time, you get bored with it or you don't quite know what to do or you realize this is so much work it's just the nature of the platforms and it's the nature of the job strategies for your digital marketing and your social media takes a long time to set up and it's something that you must work on consistently um, i for example work on all of our social media strategies every single day but um, I've got a much larger portfolio um, and a lot more content to share out there. So if your nonprofit is still very much entry level into digital marketing and you're just getting started, you've got a Facebook page, a Twitter account, a LinkedIn page, an Instagram account and a website. That's OK. It's OK to start your strategy small. It's OK to put your work into it. And it's also OK to say, I only have half an hour for this every week. Let me get as much done in that half an hour as what I can to build myself up to do some long-term strategy in the future. The 80-20 rule is something that you've all heard me say before, um, and I'm, I'm not going to stop saying it because it genuinely is true. 80% of your content that you share out on your social media should be fun. It should be storytelling. It should be impactful. 20% of your content should be those call to actions the please donate, please give, please support, um, you know, uh, donate here, donate now. 
And that is also a business principle where 20% um, of your customers will give you 80% of your profit. And it's something that works with digital marketing and social media as well. And then lastly, with your strategy, it is okay to have a core focus. Okay, your core focus for your nonprofit is your mission and your vision. And you take that core focus and you detail it to multiple different strategies, which is multiple different audiences. So how do you describe your mission and your vision to your beneficiary is very different to how you describe it to a potential donor, to how you describe it to a, an existing donor. So it's okay if you're feeling overwhelmed as to, you know, should I post on Facebook and ask my donor um, to give me insight? When should I speak to my beneficiaries? As long as your, your foundation strategy is that you're using the same focus, which is your mission and your vision, you will be able to set up a posting schedule or even a blog writing schedule accordingly. So we have some tools um, because it's very overwhelming to talk to all these audiences. It's very overwhelming to know where to start. Many of you on this call probably have a lot of this in place. Um, and you might hear a couple of new tips today. Um, but if you know all of this, and if you have all of this, please take this opportunity now to share in the chat box down below, which ones do you love the most and which have been working? Please share with everybody else on the call um, if you have any other tools that are free or heavily discounted that have assisted your nonprofit with digital marketing, not just in 2021, but maybe going into 2022. So, as you can see on the three different pillars, there is one tool that is according to the response of the pandemic and the, the digital marketing trends going forward. This is one of the most powerful free tools that you have in your digital marketing toolbox. And that is Stories. Stories is available on Facebook, Instagram, used to be available on Twitter. I'm hoping they bring it back. YouTube, LinkedIn, WhatsApp. Stories allows you to share that content with your different audiences for a 24 hour period. You can take photos of what you're doing on the go. You don't have to filter them. You don't have to edit them. And you can give your audiences a viewpoint as to what a day in your life looks like and how your nonprofit actually achieves social impact on a day-to-day -day basis. You don't have to do much planning for it. Again, it's free of charge. You can also go live with your stories and what people are doing. And so when I say people, I don't mean nonprofits. I mean, our, our general population, people are finding stories more entertaining. They are watching them very similar to a TV program um, or, or a series um, of content. They love to see what people are doing behind the scenes. And just think about you personally. Do you follow any celebrities online and do you watch their stories? If so, use that to your benefit and incorporate that with your nonprofit organization. Also for your audience, you've got the Google Ads grant, which I hope many of you have applied for. You've got Google Analytics, and that's gonna tell you where your audience is at, what kind of phones they're using to look at your content, what time of day they look at your website. You've got Wix, which is available right now only in South Africa. Um, but it can help you build that website if you don't have the funds um, to contract a website developer. You've got your email marketing tools to communicate with your audience, like, for example, Clever Reach and Constant Contact. 
When we go into the second pillar, some tools that you've got are um, Google My Business, which is a part of the whole Google Workspace setup. And I do encourage you to spend some time on the free tool, upload photos of your team, make sure your, your hours are correct. Maybe you are working more remotely at the moment um, because those donors that are doing a Google search for you online, they will use your Google My Business listing to get updated information about your organization. So use the time to update that and keep an eye on it. But most importantly, did you know that your Google My Business listing can be used as a social media platform? So whatever you post on your Facebook group or on your Twitter account, post it as a status update on your Google My Business account for free and Google will help get that into their algorithm, which ultimately will help your nonprofit. Platforms that we have for um, co collecting content, creating content with your team. For those of you that have got big volunteer programs, or maybe you've got a global um, program delivery uh, route, Facebook Workplace is also available um, to nonprofits uh, for free. Um, and what you can do is you can bring everybody into this little Facebook hub. It looks like the Facebook that we all use in our personal um, sort of days, uh, but it is designated for your work. You can onboard your volunteers, you can onboard your board members, and you can use that as an internal social media platform um, to share upcoming program deliverables, um, upcoming you know, grants that are available, and get your team to take that content and share it out onto their social media. Of course, when it comes to um, digital marketing planning and content creation, you're going to need some tools to help you schedule, to chat with your team members, and most importantly, just project plan what you're needing to do. So we've got Slack, we've got Asana, there's also Buffer that you can use um, to schedule your content. And then of course, the, the most loved and the favorite for nonprofits is Canva. Um, and for those of you that don't know, you can actually apply for a free, well, a pro Canva account for free as a nonprofit. Um, and if you'd like any of that information, I'll show you later on how to get that from us. The third pillar on screen in terms of tools is to assist you with your strategy. So again, stories, because the more you post to stories, the more you realize what your audience wants to hear from you. So stories is an amazing place for you to post polls. And so many people love polls. So if you are thinking of doing a rebrand for your organization, or if you're thinking of uh, maybe running a poll which says, um, do you know somebody who could donate to our feeding uh, program? Yes or no? And, and start using your stories to get your audience to be more engaged with you and to find out what your audience wants to hear, what they need to hear, and then adapt your content accordingly. Um, with strategy, you might be doing a lot of videos um, for storytelling or for case studies. You might be working on white papers. And so you need to house all of this content um, in cloud storage because maybe you are doing it from your smartphone, which you can do. Uh, but you can use something like box.org um, or Dropbox. There's Google Drive. Of course, there's the, the offering through OneDrive with Microsoft. But you must be able to put your content somewhere online so that if, you know, touch wood, something happens to your device, you don't lose that content that you might have been spending so much time um, trying to create. Of course, you need to be able to back up um, and you must be able to use a tool that safeguards, even if you are putting documentation into the cloud or if you're working with your team on multiple different platforms, 
you must be able to back up um, and that's where Veritas comes into play. If you are wanting to do interviews with beneficiaries or with donors, or maybe you're wanting to focus for 2022 on showcasing who your team members are and you've got volunteers all over the world. Use something like Zoom, which most of you are um, logged into right now and use Teams from Microsoft. All you need to do is create a call, schedule the two people in the call and then click record. It'll save that onto your computer. You can then edit it accordingly with free software. And there you have an interview with a beneficiary or with a donor, which you can either upload onto your YouTube, put it onto your Instagram TV, or upload it onto um, your website. There's so many ways that you can use these tools that you can either get discounted or for free um, and just adapt a little bit of a strategy to it to be able to, to create your content. And then lastly, we have uh, Google Workspace Sheets. So I particularly use the Google um, range of software for all our social media because what I do is I create my planning on my Google Sheets as to what day, what time, what platform, what content. Um, I then integrate that with my Google Calendar uh, because a lot of social media marketing is not just posting content out there, it's actively engaging. And I hope you can all see this. Um, let me see if I can. So that's my Google Calendar on my phone with different colors. Um, and it prompts me to go onto Twitter and to say hi um, to everybody that's joined this session on Twitter. Um, so not only do I use my Google Sheets, which is free to plan my content, but I use my Google Calendar from my phone to prompt me when to get onto social media and when to send inboxes, when to engage with people. Otherwise, if you're anything like me, if you don't set a timer to it, you get lost online. You start watching this one's video and engaging with this one's content. And then before you know it, three hours are gone and we don't have three hours to waste. So if on the screen, and, and for those of you that have RSVP'd via email, you will receive a prompt to download this as a PDF, this presentation. For those of you that are watching us on Facebook, please head over to our Facebook group. I will be uploading a PDF version of this uh, presentation into the files section of the group. But anywhere where you see F on the screen, that means free. D means discounted. So you can reach out to us for any of the tools that you see on screen, um, and we can direct you as to where to either apply for them to get them for free, or where you can purchase them at a discounted option through TechSoup in Southern Africa. Now, as I was chatting about our Facebook group, um, I would like to encourage you all to please join us on Facebook um, if you have got a Facebook account. If you are in the group, please go on and have a look at it. Um, come and engage with us because we are going to be running some digital marketing prompts for your nonprofit to be able to engage with. We're going to open up the group for about a two week period to allow you to share your content into the group. Um, I'm going to be spending a lot more time in this group to help you if Facebook is your strategy. If you're wanting to check content, if you want to share it to give it a bit of a boost, if you want to run polls, you name it, this group is here for you to use. And we are only doing this for the next two weeks because our core focus with this group is about technology and how tech can help your NGO. 
Um, and a large portion of the practical training um, through this chapter is to afford you the opportunity to be in a secure environment, somewhere where your colleagues are with you and like-minded individuals are with you. Most importantly, it's where I am, it's where Arnold is, it's where Di is online. And let's use Facebook to get this conversation started with your NGO. Sometimes you might email us or you might tweet us, and you might actually want to spend more time with us on Facebook. This is the community for you to join um, and to engage with us. Also, if you are new to the group, if you join it, please click on files, which is um, at the very top. So it's not on the screenshot, but just underneath the orange button that says join group. Just below that, you'll see another menu that says about discussion, um, I think members and then files. If you click on that, you will see all of our previous presentations, you'll see a lot of checklists, a lot of bonus resources that I've posted in this group over the past year and a half. And it's also going forward uh, where we will continuously post presentation uh, copies and other resources available for your nonprofit to use for free. If you are wanting to get serious with your digital marketing um, and your strategy and even your online fundraising, we do also have available for you as a TechSoup Connect Southern Africa member, and most importantly, as a TechSoup in Southern Africa um, account holder, we have got our free portal called TechSoup Courses. Now, it's free for you to sign up. It's free for you to log in. And many of the courses on here are free for you to use. We have a dedicated Microsoft Digital Skills Center course and um, portal where you could access some of their courses for free. And I do encourage you to use your work email address when you log in and create your free accounts because as Microsoft uploads new courses and when they sometimes give us grants to provide them to you for free, you will get that email notification through the courses platform. We also have TechSoup courses from the TechSoup team in USA, and we've got our regional center TechSoup Kenya courses. So anything and everything from proposal development to social media marketing to Google ads, grant tips, everything is available on this portal. And it's not just for you as a nonprofit, it's for your board, it's for your volunteers, it's for your stakeholders and for your beneficiaries. So if you are wanting to spend some time rather getting certification first and completing some free courses to equip you with some of the digital marketing skills that you need to create your strategy, this is another solution that we have available for you. Of course, we have TechSoup Connect Southern Africa, which is what you are all uh, joining this morning with us. Um, and I just wanted to highlight, we've got two amazing events coming up uh, in the duration of August. We've got the future of online fundraising in Southern Africa, and we've also got public relations and communications. And the reason why I've structured these August events in this manner was today, I wanted to give you all a quick intro as to what does the digital marketing landscape look like? which trends should you start focusing on? How should you start creating a strategy? Use our group to ask us questions. Let's share um, some conversations about it because next week, we're gonna be taking that strategy, taking the trends that we know, and we're gonna be focusing on just online fundraising. We're gonna be looking at hybrid events, how to use some of your technology with the traditional old way of doing things when it comes to your fundraisers, your galas, what are the donors, particularly servicing Southern Africa, wanting to see from you from an online fundraising point of view? And then to end off the series, we're going to have Claire, um, who is our guest speaker, 
talk to us about public relations and communications. Because as much as what I love social media and digital marketing, it's also very important to note that some of your traditional marketing works. And if I go back a couple of slides, you'll note that some of the feedback that is coming from your beneficiaries and from your stakeholders, particularly in Southern Africa, is that they're still using SMS technology to connect with you. They're also still listening to the radio. Maybe they're live streaming the radio, but they are still listening to the radio. Many people still want to receive a newspaper. Many people still watch the TV. So how do we as nonprofits for the rest of August zone in and focus on which strategy should we be adopting? What is out there for us to use, either free or discounted? What is the future of online fundraising for us that we should look at over the next year? And then most importantly, how do we wrap that all up into a public relations and communications plan and then get out to the correct journalists, to the correct media houses, to help broadcast our list going further. Before I open up for Q&A, because I see the chat box is going crazy, um, I just want to encourage you that if ever you want us to see your content, to like it, to share it, to engage with it, or even just ask us a question on social media, you can use our hashtags, which is TechSoup Connect Southern Africa. You can also use TechSoup, and I do encourage you to use TechSoup as the hashtag if you are taking photos of using any of the programs available through TechSoup that you've received from us, because those donors look at that hashtag too. Also, it's good to get out to a global audience. You might find somebody in San Francisco looking at the TechSoup um, hashtag, they see your post, they share it, and all of a sudden you are introduced to an international audience that could potentially be a new donor or a new funder. Also, we have Pombano Tech, um, and I want to use this opportunity just to remind everybody, Pombano Tech is our nonprofit based in South Africa, and we administer the TechSoup Southern Africa program. So whether you see TechSoup Southern Africa or Pombano Tech, it's all us, it's all the same people, um, and we're all here to help you. So for those of you that are live streaming with us on Facebook, this is where I say goodbye to you now. Um, for those of you on Zoom, please stay around. We're going to open up the Q&A. Um, and I will detail on Facebook a little bit later on where everybody can get um, the rest of the resources and how they can continue to engage with us with these sessions during August. Okay, so to our Zoom friends, let me just change my camera setting and open up the q and I'm going to stop sharing so that you all can just see um, us on camera and I'm going to open up the chat. I just want to accept um, Angela quickly, who I see has been kicked off a couple of times. Angela, apologies if you're having some trouble with Zoom. Um, and for the last uh, 10 minutes, I'd like to have a robust conversation with everybody um, in the Zoom call. Thank you for RSVPing um, through our chapter, for signing up um, with your email um, on our events portal. Um, please do remember to, to check your email a little bit later on where I share out the direct link to this recording if you want to rewatch it or if you want to share it with a board member or a volunteer. Um, I will also be sending out a PDF version of the presentation used, but you can also go into our Facebook group um, and connect with us there. Questions. Well, the first thing I'm seeing come up is Shelley. My first time attending one of your sessions. Many thanks. Thank you, Shelley. Um, thank you for joining us. I'm glad this is your first time. 
Um, please let us know if you have any suggestions on future topics. Um, Tamsin wants to set up a meeting with TechSoup. Yes, Guy's already connected with you there. Um, and so she can help you with that. Tamsin also asks, how do you navigate the space um, if you have an inactive board and how important is it for your board members to be active in fundraising? Tamsin, this is such an important question. And I just wanna start off by answering by, by saying you're not alone. There are so many nonprofits that we are hearing of where their board members have just gone missing in action. They don't reply to emails. They don't reply to, to anything um, that they're sending out. Um, if you are in South Africa, a very good community on Facebook to join is um, NPOs slash NGOs Community Support. Um, Abdul, who is a representative, representative of DSD in South Africa, um, he gives a lot of insight with this particular question. He works with nonprofits on a daily. So what I'll do is after this, I'll be in our Facebook group. I will share the link. I'll tag Abdul. Um, and I'll post your question in there as well. And let's see if we can get some, some good conversations happening. Um, it is very important, in my opinion, to get your board members to be active in fundraising. Because often your board members have their own audience that you can tap into. And sometimes your board members might have a much larger audience than what your nonprofit um, has. So whether it is, you know, starting small, um, and your, your board members use their personal relationships to share the work that your community or that your organization is doing in the community, that could be seen as one way of fundraising. But as your nonprofit grows and as your nonprofit board grows, it's very important that they help you with fundraising, not just to govern it, but to actively share out your campaigns and to help you get the word out about what your organization needs. And if anybody else has any um, uh, tips for Tamsin, please do let her know in the chat box. Um, can members of the board also join TechSoup Connect? Yes, absolutely, uh, Gillian, um, they can. Uh, Gavin would love to know how to find out more about Pro um, Canva. So you just need to go, well, see, dies very quick. She's posted the link in the chat box. But for those of you that haven't yet seen it, um, Canva is offering 10 free seats of the Pro account for nonprofit organizations that are eligible. You do have to complete an online application form um, and you can find it at just by doing a Google search, which is Canva for nonprofits. Um, and you'll get to the link that Di has also posted in the chat. Um, David saying, personally, I found chatbots very frustrating as they seldom work. David, you are right. Um, there are some chatbots when they're not set up correctly, they can be incredibly frustrating. Um, and sometimes, you know, especially with response to pandemic, sometimes, you know, nonprofits or even businesses, they've set up the chatbots and then they are actually so busy that they can't manage the information coming through the chatbots. Um, there are a couple of South African um, uh, uh, companies that are helping through WhatsApp. Um, I cannot think of the one off the top of my head right now, but I will share it out with everybody in the resource pack and via the email um, and do encourage you to have a look at them. They are also very open to working with nonprofits um, and to providing support to nonprofits wanting to use the WhatsApp ecosystem for some chatbots. Um, so I will share that out in our Facebook group and then also via the email and encourage you all to, to read up about it and to have a look. Uh, morning, Adele. Nice to see you on the call. Um, and I'm just having a look if there are any other questions. Di, if you think, if you see any other questions that I've missed, won't you just give me a nudge and let me know while I scroll down to the bottom. 
Okay, so David's saying he can relate to Tamsin, ours is completely non-functional. Yeah, and you know, we, we like I said, we are hearing this and maybe we as TechSoup Connect should try and, and you know, get somebody like Abdul um, or other stakeholders onto a call and, and we try and strategize, you know, what options are available to us as nonprofits when our boards go quiet and what do we do? Um, so uh, Tamsin and David, you're giving me an idea here for a um, another topic. It might not be next month because I'm planning us to go into it, but I'm, I'm definitely, you know, hearing what you're saying. Sibongile, thank you very much. Um, apologies that you struggled to hear me in the beginning, um, but recording will be going out to you and we have also live streamed on our Facebook page for this particular one. Um, so you can find us there. Jill wants to know how do we access Google Ads and how valuable are Google Ads? Um, Jill, you have got Google Ads, uh, which we will chat to you about um, in a couple of days time through one of our other projects. You were a beneficiary of that. Um, and Google Ads are as valuable as what you make it out to be. But it's very important to note that Google Ads are very, very difficult to begin with. It's something that you need to spend some time um, upskilling yourself on teaching yourself there are so many free resources but it's something that you must take step by step and once you start doing it it's almost like riding a bicycle it's a bit difficult in the beginning you kind of figure it out you're a little bit wary a little bit scared but then you never forget how to ride a bicycle if you've been taught how to do it so very very beneficial um, I have yet to meet a nonprofit that spends the entire ads credits from Google um, and if any of you are doing it, if you're hitting that 10,000 US dollars ad credit per month, please let me know. We would love to use that as a successful um, case study, uh, but it is incredibly beneficial for directing traffic to your, to your website. Amanda's asking, which free platform can we use for a webinar workshop with our beneficiaries, which will involve presenters and engagement with the beneficiaries? Okay, so Amanda, um, if you are wanting to host a workshop that is less than 40 minutes and you only have one host um, and you are okay with not having 200 people in your call, you can use the free version of Zoom. Zoom will then also allow you to live stream to your different social media accounts and there are some security settings that can be added on. But if you're wanting to go longer than 40 minutes, if you're wanting breakout rooms, if you want to create polls and that sort of thing, from a Zoom perspective, you would have to look at their um, discounted option available for nonprofits. Google Meet is something that you can use for free. Um, it's available on the Google Workspace platform, and it does allow you to share your screen, have a whiteboard. Um, I think at the moment on the free plan, you are allowed to have um, up to 150 people in your call, and you can set different poll options and, and different engagement routes. Um, and it's housed on the Google Cloud platform. We also have Teams. Um, and when I say we, I don't just mean TechSoup, but nonprofits have Teams available. Um, you can get that for free from Microsoft. Um, and it's part of the M365 um, offering, so the Microsoft Cloud for nonprofits. With Teams, you can add up to 10,000 people in a call. Um, there are additional add-ons which do come at a cost, uh, like some of your webinar, um, add-ons, maybe you want to have a whiteboard or polls. There are so many different options, but the, the basic um, functionality of having a live stream, bring people into a virtual recording, uh, you can get for free. So if you want to, you can uh, reach out, Amanda, to, to us um, on our support email, and we can send you more information about each option. And I hope that helps. 
Um, Eleanor, thank you very much uh, for, for uh, saying thank you to us in the chats. Um, Tamsin, yes, we will definitely reach out to you. Uh, Di, thank you for joining, more, uh, for adding more about your grant. Um, Tamsin also asking that. Moses, how can I navigate my way in Twitter streets? Well, they are my favorite online streets to hang out with, but I must say that it is very overwhelming <laughs> and very daunting. Um, what I do is you start small and you focus on your hashtag strategy. The one way to get your word out there on Twitter and to also gain a much bigger audience for your account is to actively use hashtags and to also search those hashtags and engage with other people. Um, if you're starting a, a new Twitter account um, or if you are, you know, you've got a Twitter account that, you know, a fundraiser created 10 years ago and now you need to revive it, the best, best way to start is with a hashtag strategy. Um, and Moses, you can reach out to us on our Facebook group and I can share some more resources and other people to follow on Twitter that can help you with that strategy as well. Okay, um, and with that, I see Dai has also posted a link for our M365 information. If you are wanting to apply for 10 free seats, you can do that with our support team. Um, but with that, I do thank everybody for joining us. Um, your questions have been incredible. Please don't stop asking us these questions. I really want to encourage you to reach out to us on our Facebook group because we are going to be opening up that group, particularly for the next two weeks to tie into our theme with TechSoup Connect um, for the month of August. And that is everything digital marketing, everything press, everything communications. And so we're not gonna be following the same posting structure in our group as we normally do. It's gonna be way more, um, a lot more resources, a lot more conversations, a lot more polls from my side. Um, so please do carry on the conversation with us there. And if you have not already joined us or, or RCP'd for next week's event, please go on to TechSoup Connect Southern Africa. Um, and I look forward to seeing you next week. Thank you everybody for joining. Di and Arnold, thank you for being in the team. And I will see everybody next week. Take care and keep well now.